Hi, my name is Patty, and welcome to 30-ish Going on 13. This podcast is my personal journal where I rant, rave, and ramble about my dating experience in Singapore as a 30-ish year old woman with mental and emotional capacity of a 13-year-old girl. In each episode, you can expect possibly vague details about my dates, no matter how far and few in between they are, unorganized thoughts on relationship articles I happen to read or tweet, and hopefully more helpful chats with folks from my amazing support system whom I have sought wisdom from. Thanks for joining me again, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of 30-ish going on 13, and I'm sorry, not really sorry, this took a little longer to record. Uh, Things got busy towards the end of February, and I was, it was difficult for me to get a schedule with the friends or relatives that I wanted to have on the show, and I didn't want to have an episode of me just rambling, so I thought rather than release something subpar, it would be great if I had a little more patience and waited till I got the conversations I got going on. And so this episode, I have my cousin, Acid, and special guest, her husband, Toby, on the show. I had been wanting to talk to my cousin for a bit of time now, and I'm glad it all fell into place. I also speak a little bit about the state of my affairs in February and just a little housekeeping. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We're getting more and more professional with the setup right here. I am very happy to announce that the wonderful Macy, who did a very special guesting in the last episode, actually sent me a lavalier microphone for my birthday, and that's like the sweetest thing ever. Now I can go out and quote-unquote interview people outdoors, outside of my bedroom, and still have great sound quality. But at the same time, my very, very supportive siblings, my US-based siblings, the younger three as I like to call them, also sent me a microphone for my birthday, and so that goes in the bedroom setup. I am just very grateful, and it makes me get off my ass and make sure that I do record, because now I have all the gear, and I have no more excuses. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Macy, and thank you, Pietro, Pio, and Paula, for being the most thoughtful support system and cheerleaders ever. With a better sound quality, I hope that I can deliver better content as well. Thanks, guys. So using this new mic has its cons, I suppose. I wasn't very aware that the mute button was on the whole time, and I happened to record maybe like an eight-minute segment. But it's all good. Practice goes a long way, and I suppose the second time around will be less spontaneous as I say it. But at least now I know that it actually is recording. So state of affairs for February. It definitely was a slower month for me in terms of dating. I had been consumed by other pursuits. I suppose work got in the way 
I had been looking forward to going on a, sh- a quick holiday with some friends for my birthday. And then, of course, just the day-to-day things that happened to distract me. I also wasn't too happy with the selection on Tinder. I don't know if I should blame it on Chinese New Year and things being a little less active. It's funny because I thought that Christmas time was quite dead for Tinder, but I actually got the most matches during that time. But anyway, CNY proved to be quiet, and I didn't get as many conversions as I'd like on Tinder, and so I actually decided to delete the app for a bit and try another one. Obviously, you can multitask, but my poor brain is just too frazzled to try too many apps, so I deleted Tinder for a bit and installed OkCupid. I had been on OkCupid for a bit of a while back then, but nothing really came out of it, and I thought, maybe this time around, it'll be better. I know some friends who are on it and have had dates from it, and maybe that would be the case for myself, but that wasn't. So that's a spoiler. Nothing came out of this. I actually like OkCupid because it has a shit ton of questions. So many questions that you'd think you'd be able to weed people out based on it. I also like that it had a percentage match of how good a match you guys were. But I have to be honest, I wasn't exactly looking at those. I was mainly treating OkCupid like I would have Tinder, wherein I look at the face, I look at a couple photos, I look at the profile. If they aren't too weird... I would actually swipe right. And so it's interesting how Tinder has totally influenced the way I use other apps when I should be using OkCupid, I guess, to read more about the match profiles and how matched we were, whether it's 90% and above. Nevertheless, I had a couple matches maybe and maybe some messaging, but nothing came out of it, which honestly surprised me, given I thought that OkCupid would be a little bit more serious and people there would be, I suppose, more communicative. I was proven wrong, and maybe I didn't give it much of a chance, but for two weeks I tried. Maybe not hard enough, but I tried. And so there goes my OkCupid experience. Maybe I'll try it out again? I'm no longer on Tinder Gold, and so maybe I'll try the A-list, the paid version of OkCupid. We'll see how that goes. Hi, and now uh, we're in the segment where I try to interview people so that it doesn't just be rambling. And this week, I have come over to my cousin Acid's house. Acid is my first cousin on my mom's side, and we grew up together. I always looked up to her as like my Kulu cousin. Nikki, you're also very cool in different ways. <laughs> um, but I liked, I really looked up to Acid because I thought that she was very funny and creative, and she'd choreograph all the dances we did, and she had all the YN magazines and Teen People and Teen Vogue, and it was always a joy to go over to her house and watch Cruel Intentions when I was below 18. So obviously she was that fun cousin and now that she's back in Singapore and back in my neighborhood, uh, I definitely was interested in getting her on the pod, especially because I had actually read an article a couple years ago um, called Against Chill and it was written, I didn't realize that it was written by 
the author named Alana Massey, whose book, All, All the, the Lives, Lives, All the Lives I, I Want, was something I enjoyed reading last year. So when I rediscovered this article this year, I was like, ooh, I think Asa would be the perfect person because she also read the book and we both enjoyed it. So yeah, that's my little intro to Acid, and here she is. Hi. Hi, I'm Acid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, so happy. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for letting me record in your house with your husband. What? <laughs> your husband quietly um, in the corner waving. Yeah, against show. We realize that it, the article's a little bit all over the place, but there are some it gems is. to it, and I wanted to go through them with you. So, sure. You how did you enjoy her book? I mean, just to quickly go. Over um, that. I loved it. It was my best, like, favorite book of twenty seventeen. Me too. Yes. And I think that's when we both said that. I was like, what? <laughs> and so when I saw this article and it was written by her, it really mm, hit me. Yeah. Okay. So I'll post the link to this article in the uh, episode description. But essentially, this article covers how. Being chill is even a step further than being cool about non-relationships. And I think yeah, it, it talks about the gone girl, cool girl, but this one goes a lot further than that. And I think I wanted to talk to Jeannie, or Acid, so we call her Jeannie, but I will slip into it. But to the public, she is Acid, so that's what we're going to call her. So just to quote that and to discuss it with Jeannie. It says, Shell has now slithered into our romantic lives and forced those among us who would like to exchange feelings and accountability to compete in the blasé Olympics with whoever we're dating. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean to whoever we are hanging out with. Stop. I hate that. I hate that it's not called dating. Did you ever have to hang out with people? Did you ever go through that? Ah, yeah, yes. And I, I realize now that, so I'm reading this yeah. article, and I feel like I'm so totally camp anti-chill. Me too. But, I, I don't know, I, now I think that, but I think back to times when I've hung out with someone, and you do feel pressure somehow to not say you're dating. And I'm trying to understand now, it's, it's like it's dawning on me that, wow, that I was always hesitant to frame a relationship as dating. And I'd always say hanging out. So I'm wondering now, why? Is it like, because, and this is super childish, is it like when people find out, then, it, then there's pressure and it becomes a thing? Or when people find out, they're childish about it and they tease you and I don't like that because I'm secretly five years old. So I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. You know, because like, I have only ever quote-unquote dated, not even, because no one I've ever gone out with has probably said, hey, do you want to go out on a date with me? I mean, there aren't a lot of them, to be honest. But it's always like, yes, do you want to hang out? And I'm like, so now when I consciously match with people on Tinder, I'll be like, are you asking me out on a date? And sometimes it puts unnecessary, or at least some friends have told me, and clearly this article is also pertaining to that, that saying a date puts unnecessary pressure. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but why? Like... I don't understand it, and I, I tried. I tried to go the route where I tell guys, like, I don't hang out anymore because hanging out involves something casual. Yeah. But it's so strange because people get scared off, and I mean, and then of course there's that school of thought, well, if they're, if they're scared off, then they're not worth it, but sometimes they're just pussies, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Worth a shot, so, uh, 
it's difficult uh, to yeah. designing your business. It just doesn't make it defined and it's made, it yeah. makes it so much blurrier and so much easier to get out of things. I it suppose. is, yeah, yeah. So I think, I don't know, it, it makes it, it, it sets, ah, I guess it sets a goal when you start talking about it as in terms of a date and dating because that's then you're on that timeline of okay dating and then first anniversary and then second anniversary and 29 months later you get married so like if you don't frame it that way then then there's less there's there's no fail you can't fail at it because but the thing is like I mean, at least I'm willing to fail at it because I want, I love labels and I love definition. And of course, so this article says, again, another quote I love is, I don't really like to put labels on things, but putting labels on things are how people find the exit during a fire and make sure they're adding vanilla extract to the cake instead of arsenic. And of course, we don't, and the quote, I don't mean to put a label on things on date number one. Yeah. I mean, obviously, but the fact that I can't even say date number one because it's not even date, it's hanging out number one. It's just so strange, yeah. man. I... Or just like hanging out because when you yeah. put hanging out number one, one then, oh, it assumes there's going to be a number two and a number three. Why? So clearly <laughs> we're both in the anti-chill camp and obviously it's a happy ending for you in the sense that you're now married to someone. <laughs> now... I've been married for three months. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, three months more. Communicate that. Yeah, there's a her husband is uh, gesticulating and like uh, he's gesticulating in a sense of like a breakfast club ending with uh, Mm -hmm. yeah yes. (laughs) So clearly someone else is happy about the three months mark, and I am super again. I love love and I support love, and obviously it's worked out for you being anti chill. Yeah. Yes. And I guess we were talking about this earlier that I'm I'm a huge fan of Secret Crazy. <laughs> oh girl, you just yeah. look at Nora's box. Yes, yes. I'm not so, so secret crazy, but I'm I got a lot of secret <laughs> crazy in me. Yeah. So it's 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 like I think it's a specific group within the anti chill team movement. Yeah. Movement, uh, yes, it's the anti-chill yeah. movement, and there's like a subset of us that's crazy but in secret. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly, you trap that shit. So sorry, Toby. And now, now, now <laughs> he knows. <laughs> but I saw him sign the contract, yeah. so we can't back out. No backing out, no, no. But I think, I mean, obviously, when you get together with someone who wants to be with you, the anti-chill is obviously something they're cool with, right? But I think. I see the point of chill to some extent. I do. You don't want to... Facing yourself is important. The, revealing yourself, as we discussed in the previous episode, is revealing yourself at the right time in the right context is important. But I really don't like this concept of chill and just hanging out. is because it doesn't... It gives you an excuse to behave badly. To, to yeah. not be at your best behavior because it's nothing. And so... I, I really agree with this quote where she says, I am a firm believer that everyone ought to exercise their God-given right to use Tinder in whatever fashion is most suitable for their present relationship goals or lack thereof. But it ought to be acknowledged that the two of us are not, in fact, just chilling when we get together. End quote. I agree. I know that all relationships or non-relationships or whatever the hell it is, 
are unique and it's so hard to compare because everyone's on their journey, but it just frustrates me that there is not even an acknowledgement of this nothingness. Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever, I mean, clearly this is a success story, but have you had any in non-success stories in the past where it was in Filipino, they say malabo usapan, which is a foggy conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope not. Yeah. yeah. And wow. And now I'm, I'm thinking it's been a really long time. Yeah, I'm sure I have been. And this is really sad to admit, but I think I've always been on the other side. Ooh. The person behaving badly and not what? respecting. Oh, that's. The, when did you switch uh, over? How did you cross that line? Ah, wow. Let me think. I am just frustrated. And the fact that this seems to be such a pervasive culture of being okay with nothingness yeah. and being okay with not being anything. Because yeah. I'm not okay with it. And I think that's one of the resolutions I have this year. Mm-hmm. Is that I don't just enter into things. But yeah, I'm super interested in how yeah. you made the switch like, yeah. enter the dark side. Yeah, and I'm, wow, it, it was... Fuck, how long ago was it? Over a decade ago. And I think it was... So I was in like blurry town, blurry town. <laughs> for like a really, for like a really long time. But it's fine to like, be blurry town. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess I was just purposely not being in defined relationships. Like I'll hang out with people, and like at some point in the hanging out, it starts to, like maybe mean something more to the other person and I'd be like oh we're still hanging out oh my god I realized I'm like <laughs> no but that's super interesting it means that is it timing is it just right person right time I I don't think it was right it wasn't that it wasn't in that order I think after maybe a few years of chilling and hanging out I remember thinking okay now, now I feel like I'm ready to actually be in a proper relationship. And then followed like maybe a year of being goal-oriented about it and being like, okay, I'm not going to just hang out with people. I'll be like a bit more selective about it. Like if you ask, because there's the, the blurry time was... My strategy was, if anyone asks me, I'll say yes. Oh, that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Maybe not, but I wouldn't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was, that was the strategy. So it was just switching from that to, okay, if someone asks me out, I have to like actually be interested in them before I say yes. Yeah. Okay. No, so it was, yeah, it was just a personal decision. Okay, from now on, I'm not going to do that. Well, that kind of gives me hope, in a sense. Yeah. That maybe, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to freaking wait around till these douchebags, you know, get some clarity in their lives. <laughs> but it, I guess it gives me hope in humanity that everyone goes through these phases. And maybe some people just never get out of it, and that's fine. Uh, fine for them, but not, I guess it's more of figuring out at what point, what's my threshold for chill. Yeah. Like, okay, up to what amount of chill am I willing to put up with? Because you had that self-discovery. But it may not happen for everyone. And speaking of, so I just want to quote one last line before I segue to the next part that I wanted to discuss with you, which is like, so the end of this article is, it says, so ladies and gentlemen and people who do not believe in the binary, we have reached peak chill. Take note, this was 2015. 
So it's we're like three years after being chill. Or at least I hope we have. Because chill is the opposite of something else too. Warmth, kindness, and earnestness, and vulnerability. And we need just enough of those things to occasionally do something so remarkably unchill as well. Love. End of quote. So it gets really cheesy there in the end, but I think obviously I, I'm one or the other, and obviously I'm not chill, and clearly I'm anti-chill, but I think I need to temper myself in terms of the earnestness and the vulnerability at least, because I guess some self-protection and self-preservation is in order, but yeah, let's hope, I mean, fingers crossed that this anti-chill attracts anti-chill in others. Yeah, yay. Team anti-chill. Team anti Speaking of teams, so Asin and I were talking a while ago and we were trying to figure out how we were going to go about this discussion given that this article was all over the place. We still love you, Alana. We, one of the things I put in my outline was that there are these two schools of thought. And both of them obviously are great to begin with, given that they are established schools of thought, but I, it's interesting to discuss which side of the coin we're on. So, two schools of thought are, it'll happen when you're not looking. And what I mean by it, it's a relationship, right? So a relationship will happen when you're not looking. Okay, that's school of thought number one. And school of thought number two is, nothing happens if you don't go for it. It meaning a relationship. So that's school of thought number two. And it's interesting. I clearly fall under school of thought number two. Proactive, go, go, go for it. Because I feel like if, if I believe in school of thought number one, it'll happen when you're not looking. I'm looking. Therefore, it's never gonna freaking happen for me. And that frustrates me. Because, again, like I discussed in the previous episode, I treat this relationship seeking like finding a job where I'm applying, applying, applying. And so if I keep, like, jobs won't find you if you don't go to interviews, right? So anyway, it warms my heart that Asin is also in the same camp. I am. <laughs> I'm in, nothing happens if you don't go for it. So go. Yeah, I mean, clearly, what is this podcast? <laughs> is it not a catharsis for going for it? All out crazy. <laughs> But in secret. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us back to secret crazy. Oh man, I am secret crazy. I think I'm even not so secret crazy. I'm a bit, obviously, with this podcast. It's fucking public crazy. But I guess to the uh, select few that I, not so select few that I am trying to date or go out with, the crazy is trying, at least I'm trying to keep it secret. But yeah, I think... You showed me that little meme Facebook post mm-hmm. uh, about, I will not pursue. Yeah. yeah. Can we share? Yeah, yeah let's share okay. it. I'm going to share the link to this so. wonderful meme. <laughs> that, I mean, I guess it's for some, but it's not for me. Uh, it basically talks about how if you want to be pursued, you literally do not do anything. It's inaction. And I guess it works for some, and I totally respect those that believe in this thing. It's just not for me. I can't imagine not expressing how I feel. So to read it to you, it's, I will never pursue you. Hashtag poetry. <laughs> <laughs> we're not making fun of it, okay? We're making fun of me. Okay. Maybe I'm beginning to like you a lot, but I will never pursue you. Around me, I'm tempted by all these pawns calling me to use them. 
looking me in the eye saying, maybe you and I can accidentally, quote unquote, bump into each other in a coffee shop. Maybe we can schedule, quote unquote, friendly dates with a bunch of conniving friends. I wish I had conniving friends. <laughs> maybe I can start, quote unquote, innocent topics with you over that gleaming chat box. Ask you things that no one would brand as bad. I can even send you, quote unquote, wrong sense. But even this early, I realized that I'll beat pawns are the most numerous pieces in a game. At the end of the day, they are but the weakest. And that's like an entire link to an entire poem of how she won't use these things to pursue someone that she is clearly interested in. But if they're your tools and your weapons, use them, right? Use those dragons, Daenerys. <laughs> like, use those dragons. All the wrong sins. Yeah, I've used I'm, all that yeah. stuff that it's mentioned. <laughs> this is my how-to. <laughs> how to be, how to be secret crazy. It's, it's their not-to-do list, but this is my checklist. No, I mean... <laughs> I... I know this isn't for everyone, and this is totally just outing me and all my secret crazy. But yeah, I've definitely done the wrong sand. I've done the innocent group date. I mean, innocent quote-unquote hangout with friends. Whoops, yeah. we're all together, but hey, you're here too. Look at me, I'm so pretty. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and driving like maybe an hour and a half out of your way to oh like gosh. be in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. What are you doing here? Especially in Manila, where if you're from the north, going to the south is like a freaking journey. Yeah. And I've done that. So, damn this, if you don't do it, you know, nothing happens if you don't go for it, because that's how I've been doing it my whole life. I wish, I I know friends that are in the, uh, when you're not looking, it'll happen. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck that, shit. I wish I could be just chill, let's say... It happened. Like, what? How do you not look? What's happening? I know, Jeannie, this is just, this is dumb, (laughs) because we're just enabling each other into my spiral of crazy for crazy. (laughs) But I really just can't stay still. Yeah. Like, I've had crushes, and I've always done something about it. Yeah, yeah. Have they ended wonderfully? No. Clearly, (laughs) I'm still single. But... One day it's gonna work. I, I know, right? Just keep going and keep <laughs> trying. <laughs> Use all your pawns. If they're gone, buy a new chess set. <laughs> keep going. Oh, this is so heartwarming. You know, um, I love how enthusiastic you are about agreeing with me on this. Maybe it's not the best for my secret crazy. It's good to know I'm not alone. Yeah. Okay, it worked. Did, did you use secret crazy? Did you use your pawns on Toby? Did I? Did I wrong send you? Did you what? I wonder if I... I I'm pretty sure. Because like it's kind of like one of the first pawns to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure. I just don't remember the circumstances. But I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. Um, I remember I accidentally called you once. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Toby's a bit far from the mic because yeah. he's not participating in this podcast. I, I can if you want me to. Yeah, come on over, pull a chair. <laughs> so now we're bringing on uh, the Tobster, as we endearingly call him among cousins, or at least me and my brother do. Um, and Toby and Acid are, again, three months married, but have been together quite some time. And it's super interesting because now I get a couple's perspective. What? <laughs> Look at me diversifying. But yeah, so. Uh, in this pawn of pursuing each other, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a mutual pursuant, pursuing, 
so, I, yeah. sorry. Go, go, go. I don't know. I feel like I'd, because my default setting is secret crazy, yeah. I'm pretty confident that I was the one using all the pawns. And like, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure because I feel like it was... Alright, so Toby and I met at work and there was something, I guess, unique about about the work environment <laughs> that you could just go and have a drink in the middle of the day and nobody nobody will care. It was easy to kind of hang out. I'm, hang out? Yes, actually, I'm, I'm using out. that. I'm actually so you started out that. to hang out until you kind of made that yeah. switch where you're like, okay, that was me trying to snap, pathetically. Okay, we'll edit that out. <laughs> No, but that's interesting. You just said that you guys started hanging out. So mm-hmm. you guys didn't say like, hi, I'm a, let's go on a date. No, we definitely started hanging out, I think. Like, we went to Cafe Iguana at like 4.30 in the afternoon and had some margaritas. <laughs> um, yeah. Because being an intern as I was, there wasn't a lot of work to go around. So I think I was, I was always prepared to get out of the office and just... And, hang out and I think we were we were definitely attracted to each other at the time so it was yeah but so that's, that's cool though that you actually kind of knew that you were attracted to each other yeah. I think at least on my end of yeah. the sphere I'm not even I feel like all attraction is on my side okay I'm speaking specifically to an instance but it's not always the case like with Tinder like you obviously if you both swiped on each other there has to be some sort of mutual attraction. Except that, as you all know, my Tinder sojourns haven't really turned into something awesome. So, I like that you guys had that mutual... At least you knew-ish. But did someone admit it to each other? Or did you just kind of like... I don't remember. During the period of hanging out, I like, I guess we're attracted. To be frank, and we had a kind of, in a slightly... And it's not a bad thing either, but we had a kind of intermediary and a, nun, a common friend. Okay. Tiger. So Tiger, you're intermediary. Okay. Yeah, he was kind of one of my first friends. Go open that beer, Asset. There is no shame in this. We're drinking beers. It's nine. It's ten o'clock. Yeah. I, I didn't want to, like, no, no, get I the clicking no, no. in the... Okay, in so fact, let's I just like let's it. open yeah. it here beside yeah. the mic. Ooh. That's a, that's nice that's a great sound. Nice. Yeah. So in the first episode, we had... Uh, Oh wow, I've been drinking on every single episode. Good. I had champagne in the first, nice. I had Radlers on the second, and nice. now we're having Tiger Beer. Cool. I should get an alcohol sponsor. Yeah. You should. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. not that this is. This goes out to like seven listeners, guys. So <laughs> it's more catharsis on my end and a project to keep the secret crazy. You gotta start again, somewhere. You, know? you gotta start gotta somewhere. Start somewhere. But yeah, People okay, so will relate. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Toby. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yeah. Coming from a white male perspective. <laughs> It's like Kamil Nanjani said at the Oscars yesterday, like, he's been enjoying films from white men his entire life. That's like, true. Yeah, it can go the other way it around. It can go the other way yeah. around. Asian female. It's not that hard, yeah. he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a human experience, yeah. right? I mean, regardless of where you're from. But back to what you said, you mm-hmm. had an intermediary. Yeah. Um, and what did, what, what did he do? He was... He would kind of relay unspoken messages in a way that like like he would tell me hey maybe acid is in- interested and I didn't I don't know if he was even like jumping to conclusions okay like I don't know if he was interpreting something he saw that maybe acid wasn't even aware of himself herself speaking okay yeah. that is an interesting point question acid ever did you ever reveal yourself I I actually didn't know that you 
sod or as tiger <laughs> as an intermediary. Because I didn't, yeah, I didn't see it that way. But now that you're asking, Patty, yes. There was a, we were at a party, like someone's house party, blurted out, zero context, just blurted out, hey, Toby likes you. <laughs> and yeah, that, that was it. And the, at that point, obviously you were hanging out. Yeah. Was that where you were like, hmm, Toby likes me. I have been hanging out with him. Is this my impetus to kind of woman up and be like, hmm? Maybe and we can take this forward. Yeah, make the crazy a little less secret. Yeah. Start like releasing, releasing more crazy, crazy. crazy vibes. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Everyone needs a freaking intermediary. I mean, at least for <laughs> these types of situations. I don't know, man. Okay, well, I guess it kind of gives me some sort of insight slash hope that things, hanging out can kind of turn into something mm-hmm. with a little pursuing but not all the way. I don't know. It's all a balance, again, as always. Letting the crazy out. So yay for team... Secret crazy. Secret crazy. Secret crazy slash proactive, I guess, rather than staying at home, not doing anything. Hmm. I don't know. I'm learning so many things about you guys. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Well, like, one of the first times we went out outside of work, we went... company we both worked for would have like social evenings on a Friday and we would all go to the balcony and have various drinks and whatnot. And then Andrea and I joined our mutual friend, Tiger, Tiger. and Lion, as we're calling them. Uh, and we just went to a nearby club and hung out and went dancing and that kind of thing. And it was all pretty chill. Oh, wow. You just mentioned two words, hung out and chill. And that's totally fine because it's like, see, so like, oh, as much as we hate it, that is how we... Yeah, but things now. Yeah. Although I think I'm saying that in retrospect. Yeah, in retrospect. I d- at the time, I don't think it was that chill what for did, me. What did you think it was? I thought it was awesome to be hanging out with acid. So I, I'm saying it was chill. Now I'm saying, yeah. oh, it was it was super casual, it was super cool. But no, and for me, it was it was super exciting. Oh man. Yeah. So why do we also secret crazy? Also huh? secret crazy. Yeah. Guys, can be secret crazy too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Don't get it I mean, I think in this day and age, it's difficult to get away from the terms hanging out and, you know, being cool and chill about things. I think I'm just more, I wish it were, we were a little bit more transparent. So I think it's a balance of trying to be earnest, mm-hmm. but also not being too eager. Earnestness versus eagerness, which I need to find the balance of, I suppose. Do you think Tinder, like gives the game away too soon that you're already physically attracted to each other so like is the kind of mystery the kind of drama a necessary point in the beginning of a relationship I think it depends on how you want your relationship to begin Mm -hmm. Uh, my sister Pani who is my one one of my five listeners uh, is a fan of being friends with someone first before dating them okay and I guess that's where you have the tension of are we attracted to each other because you actually knew each other prior to it. Okay. With Tinder, it's meeting random strangers, right? So it's a way to meet people and in a sense that because they are strangers, it's either you find them physically attractive and you swipe right or you find their profile to be interesting and you swipe right. But something has to attract you to them. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, in a sense, it takes away the tension and the drama of the, ooh, are we into each other? Mm-hmm. Because there is some sort of, yes, I am into you, let's talk. Whether it goes anywhere after that, and whether your objectives are aligned for why you both swipe right, who knows? Yeah, I guess it's for a different market, maybe a different like target with a different mindset. Very yeah, different. You, so, yeah. And the thing is, like even within Tinder, there are different mindsets. People have on their profiles only looking for fun, only looking for friends, only looking to hang out or whatever, or I'm passing through, or no one-night stands, no friends with benefits. So it runs the gamut of what people are looking for. That's if they even say what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. You can get into long-ass conversations and maybe even go out with someone and then realize, whoa, we're not even looking for the same thing. Yeah. So I try to be as upfront as I can about like when we start talking. I go, hello, are you, are you based here? Are you passing through? And then it kind of weeds out, okay, everyone passing through, what's the point? And then moving there, I'll be like, okay, then if we move over to WhatsApp and they ask me out, that's when I then, when we're out, we'll be like, oh, yeah, I mean, you kind of get the value of what they're looking for. Because mm-hmm. if they meet you for drinks at 10 p.m., then you probably know what they're looking for. When, as compared to us, if they meet you for coffee, that's also a strange vibe. So it's like a, a different balance, I guess, and... I definitely need to, I think, I tried OkCupid, and I mentioned it in the previous segment, I tried OkCupid for like two weeks, but I didn't get much conversation from it. I would get some matches, but, and you'd think it was a little more serious. I also gave up after two weeks, so maybe I didn't put too much effort into it, but... Oh, so are the profiles a bit more full? Way more full. In fact, a little too full. Uh, But they have that nice little, like, percentage match, but I found myself not looking at the percentage match and just looking at whether, I mean, I would casually look at it, but it didn't deter me from swiping right when someone was, like, 80% or below if they were cute. So the Tinder has definitely changed the way we look at these apps. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it... boils it down to an algorithm a little bit like in match.com their the basis that they're advertising is that some of them get married but it's like the adage that a wrong like a broken clock can be right twice a day or, or is right twice a day so it's I don't know you're just totally relying on their algorithm to determine and like because opposites attract don't yeah. they is, and, and that's possible as well so yeah, I mean I, I again am using Tinder as a tool to just put myself just to, out yeah, there yeah, yeah. and figure out this dating thing because clearly I mean I haven't I'm not one to go to clubs yeah and I know it's essentially maybe the same people on these things anyway like literally yeah. I've been to a club and I'm like oh I've seen, I've seen that it. person <laughs> yeah. I've seen the person like, whoop I think I swipe left or right so yeah. there are those instances but I and it's just the most convenient tool mm-hmm. yeah. I think in this day and age considering I also work and I am just too lazy to get yeah. called up and but you, so you're a very like engaged person. Are they like clubs? Like I'm really not trying to like give you advice or anything. No, no, no I, I, oh, please do. Like, are, do you go to have clubs and like interests and things that you do? Oh, like hobbies. Oh, yeah. this is my hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my hobbies are very single person. I okay. get so it's like grandma stuff. You know, okay. I'm not gonna meet anyone that way. Mm. Uh, I get that I should do group sports. Which like like maybe like an ultimate frisbee that they were like oh <laughs> tennis yeah but tennis with like my group of friends yeah. so yeah. it's still like a set that okay. people I actually okay. already know yeah but I mean it's it's not the best venue to meet new people and mm. I get that you guys met at work and yeah. interestingly I do go to work and yeah, so there is a big job so there are and it's a very male dominated company ish yeah. but it's just I don't know if it's gonna happen there yeah. so. 
I have to open myself to other opportunities. And given I now have a mic, I have to keep going out because I want to use the mic for more content. Thank you, siblings. <laughs> so it's just strange. It's strange. Mm. Uh, it's only March. Now it's March as we record this. And I'm not exhausted, but it's also like, uh, how much more of how many more episodes do I gotta make? I mean, do I stop this if I find someone? Do I? I mean, obviously, I'm thinking way too far ahead. <laughs> I'm nowhere near that. But it's interesting. It's been fun. So, both recording and pretending to go on dates. So, <laughs> I feel like I have to come talk to you guys every week now. This has been way too fun. And we're that's now great. at the oh my goodness mark where I have to edit out a lot of things. Uh, okay. You know, that's why I definitely want to come back. Yeah. If you guys are willing, because yeah, you're yeah. just so close. Sure, yeah, neighbor. Neighbor, yeah, we'll have more beers. That's and good. I'll discuss another article with you guys. Okay. Maybe. We're recurring guests, so we have our couple guests, and we have our, <laughs> like, my single girlfriend guest, and nice. yeah, we'll see. I mean, let's see how long I can put up with this poll. I mean, <laughs> editing is a bitch. <laughs> So I just want to thank Acid and Toby for joining me on this, uh, another ramble. But no, I loved it. I love talking to you guys and it's a it shame. It was awesome. It's a shame I am not going to get to share all of this with everyone. But yeah, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the viewers, thanks for the time. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for having pleasure. us on your show. What? Thanks <laughs> to the seven listeners. Uh, anyway, thanks guys for sitting through all of this. Uh, I'll see you guys hopefully in less than two weeks uh, if I am able to schedule another conversation with Acid and Toby and update you guys on how this journey is coming along. Thanks everyone. Have a good one. Bye!